Welcome to the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast, a podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment, stick around. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's Word. Yeah, the pun is totally intended. And now, here's your host, the Blind Jesus Freak himself, Mike Calvo. Behold, welcome to the Blind Jesus Freak podcast, and you know who I am because the announcer guy just said so. I am the Blind Jesus Freak himself, I guess. That's what he said, so... Sure, I've been called worse, and uh, I really enjoy being a blind Jesus freak, and I have a couple of other blind Jesus freaks with me tonight. I have Jamie here. Hey, Jamie. Hey. How you doing? I am good. How was your week, man? Man, the week has kind of gone by sort of quickly, it seems, but things are good. This is number six, man, as we record this tonight. You believe it? Number six, six. and we're almost at seven eight you know and then all these biblical numbers i don't know what six stands oh, for i don't even want either. to think about it because they you know <laughs> you never know right well but somebody can write us in and let us know we did uh, get some email and uh, i don't have it in front of me perhaps we can dig it up at some point and read it during the podcast if not we will i promise we've you know we're gonna have to do like what you guys do where we have a mailbag yeah. show and we just kind of get the emails together that people send us but please do send us email to info at blindjesusfreak.com you guys that uh, do send us email you hear back from us we do write back we just don't always talk about it here but that doesn't mean that we don't care but we will promise just like that facebook page (laughs) that's coming that's coming boy the response to lisa was amazing and speaking of which lisa you can come out now you can you can come out. i'm here how are you hi (laughs) how are you welcome snowed in still and you look lovely this evening miss lisa can i just say you do you look lovely marvelous darling marvelous what good eyes you have (laughs) the better to see you with my dear uh different podcast Uh. Yeah. Oh. They, <laughs> anyway, but uh, but how? Boy, we got a great response from your testimony last week. I've been able to share it with a number of people, just in person at various uh, times during the week, and we've gotten some great emails. So thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing. As my wife would uh, jokingly say, "Thanks for sharing," but uh, it was fantastic. Thank you. I was glad to be able to share a bit and to dust off the almost forgotten creative writing. So that was all in all just really a blessing for me to be able to share. And by the way, we can get everybody writing in. That was an excerpt from Lisa's new book <laughs> called What Really Goes On in Heaven. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting <laughs> title. It is. There you go. To be completed in eternity, however, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listening back to this thing, it's absolutely uh, just, it was as moving the second time that I listened to it as it was when I heard it live. So it was great to be able to just uh, listen and hear new things in that testimony as well. So Lisa, you uh, talked to us about some very troubling times in your past. How was your week? Did you have a good week? Yeah, I guess it was a little on the busy side. It kind of went by in a whirlwind. And so when you ask that, I'm thinking, What kind of week? What kind of week? But yeah, it was good. Nothing super eventful, which is sometimes a good thing. Nothing really major one way or the other, I suppose. Enjoyed talking to customers and podcast listeners, and uh, I always enjoy that opportunity. 
How about you, Jamie? How was your week? My week was wonderful. It's spending some time with family and friends and, uh, my sister and brother-in-law had a new young baby about three weeks old, and my wife and I went out and saw him um, oh. earlier, well, over the weekend, and got to spend some time and, of course, working this week. So, yeah, things are going good. Isn't that lovely? Not me. And you, I was going <laughs> to say, and you, sir? How is really? Oh, really? man, I had a crazy, crazy week. You know, there's been a lot going on, and because of the business and everything and, and other things going on, kids going to school. It's the first year that my oldest uh, son, who's in school, went back to public school and just challenges with the kids, challenges at home with various different things, challenges in the business and kind of our changing landscape and all of that stuff. So it's been a very crazy week, not so much in the physical but I really do believe that it's been kind of a, a crazy week for me in the emotional. And of course, that is uh, plundered by the enemy in the spiritual. Right, uh, you know, if we give the enemy a foothold, boy, he just, as my old pastor used to say, he said, Mikey, if you you know invite the devil into your house, he's going to want to charge you rent. And boy, do we do that. I mean, it was, a, it was just a tremendously crazy week uh, emotionally. I was just snapping at everybody and I came to some conclusions that I'd like to share tonight. You know, sometimes I wonder, it's like, Lord, can't I just go do a regular Bible teaching, you know, and talk to them about somebody else? <laughs> you know, not me, but no. So it's not that I'm being narcissistic because I'm not, I hope, at least I hope it doesn't come off that way. It's just a matter of sometimes these things happen and the Lord is just so good and so kind to take me out of them that I can't help but rejoice and share the revelation with you, not because I'm some you know, spiritual giant, but because, hey, I'm just a beggar on the road, man, looking for bread. And uh, I found some. So I wanted to kind of give you some clues and see where we might can lead you and direct you to find your own bread, the bread of life, that is. So if you'd open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter number eight, we're going to open up to Matthew chapter eight and Mark chapter four. And what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about two different versions, but similar versions of the same story. And this is a very famous story. Jesus has been preaching all day. And I'll tell you, as I was studying for today, I was looking at Mark 4 and all the different parables that Jesus was telling in there. I mean, all the classics are in there, you know, the mustard seed, the faith of a mustard seed and the seed that was spread on different types of ground. And I mean, there was just so many parables and it's great when you can give somebody a parable because it helps us personalize these things. And we're going to talk about a situation that happened here in Matthew eight twenty four, And then we're going to talk about not only what it means in the natural, but also the parable that God showed me when it came to that situation. So in 24, it says, and behold, which means look here, <laughs> there arose a great storm in the sea. Oh, so that the boat was covered with waves. Now, after the word waves, we have a colon. And I always tell people, colon in the scripture means, and some time passed. <laughs> but he, Jesus, himself was asleep. Uh-oh. Sleeping in the boat. And they, now notice that 
he is in capital letters, they is not, and they came to him in capital letters and awoke him saying, save us, Lord, we are all perishing. These are experienced fishermen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know about storms, man. Th- th- this is, this is hilarious. Yeah. And he said to them, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. Wow. Notice there was another uh, colon there after the sea, so it took a little bit. It wasn't immediate. It's an interesting thought, because I really hadn't thought of that before until you just said that. I hadn't thought, I mean, in my mind, it was always snap of a finger. No, it uh, it took a little bit. A little bit of time. And the men marveled. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Uh, they were crying like little girls a minute ago. Help. You know, as I went through my situation last week, this and a number of other stories came up. And, you know, as we go through life, we're going to encounter storms, many storms. And those are, and, and storms, of course, can be anything. They can be health, they can be financial, they can be spiritual. And the scripture says that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You know, God established 2,000 years ago, he loves you. He loves me. Therefore, anything that he allows us to go through while in his care, and once you give your life to Jesus, you basically put yourself in God's care if you allow yourself to be there. That's where he wants you to be. He wants to direct your steps and guide everything you do. You know, whatever happens to you, even if it's a negative situation, is ultimately going to be used for God's good, and God's definitely going to use it to glorify himself. And in the midst of these times that I've been going through, I just started thinking about this and how we bless God one minute and how we pray and we ask God to help us and, oh, you know, help us through this, you know, I'm I'm perishing here. And I started reading this story, right? Right. And then I went and I looked at the version in Mark. And now it seems to me that Matthew was a little more diplomatic. Yeah. Because in 25, they came to him and awoke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. Okay. And when we find ourselves in a situation, first of all, I'd like to believe that the Bible is pretty accurate in its accounts. At no place, it said the boat was taking on water. But if it's windy out and it's stormy out, I mean, yeah, that's going to happen. And as you said, these guys are fishermen, right? So a little water isn't going to bother anybody. This is a serious, heavy-duty storm. I think, you know, we've all read this story more than once, and I think it's very easy to sanitize it. But, I mean, you were talking before about, you know, he referring to Jesus being capitalized. Well... I think that the people who lived through that storm, they would have said, this is a storm with a capital S. This is a big one. Because the other thing, and it's funny sometimes, just being in another context or reading something will bring something to mind that you had never thought of. And tonight when you started reading, I thought, you know, if I were them, I don't know if I'd have had the nerve to wake up Jesus, because they didn't get the whole thing about him being son of God, but they called him master and teacher. They obviously had a lot of respect for him, even if they Oh, but wait, it gets better. Fully know. <laughs> I know, but the fact that they woke him up, 
says to me they were really terrified. Right. I mean, yeah. it went from, I'm not afraid, are you afraid? Yeah, but afraid? it doesn't I mean, say all, anywhere. All the guys standing around doing this macho thing. Yeah, but it doesn't say anywhere here that it was, you know, a storm of epic proportion. It really doesn't. It just says it was a storm. I mean, and right? I've been out, um, I remember many years ago, a friend of mine had gotten a boat. He had bought a boat with a bunch of other people. And we went out on the boat one day. It was a 39-foot boat. It was a pretty big boat. So, I mean, you know, it's not tiny. It's not a ship, but it was relatively large. So we went out for the day, and then we dropped off my wife at Coconut Grove in uh, Miami, and we were going to go up to Fort Lauderdale and, and park the boat. So we went out to the ocean, and... Oh, about halfway there, the crazy thing about the ocean is you'll be sitting there minding your own business and all of a sudden from one minute to the next, the sky will darken and it seems that all hell will break loose. And we went through that and I remember that it was pretty scary. I mean, you had lightning going on and, you know, hitting the water and all kinds and and it was pretty scary. But we weren't fishermen. We hadn't been out there for hours and hours at a time, you know, certainly not enough to cry like little girls and run to God and say, please, we're perishing. You know, we're, we're, we're going to die here. I mean, perishing is a pretty strong word. So you say, Lisa, I don't know how they had the nerve to just wake Jesus up. If it were just, Lord, please wake up. We're perishing. We really need your help. But no, 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 no. If you look in verse 24, and behold, there was a great storm in Mark uh, 437, it says yeah, it, and it there, does okay it says there arose uh, a fierce, fierce gale, gale. Oh, okay wind. okay yeah okay i'll acquiesce maybe they were a little you know scared yeah. but then they did what we all do when god doesn't immediately answer our prayers right. and when god doesn't immediately do what we want him to do when god doesn't just fix things for us because of course you know we didn't bring anything on ourselves and we don't make any kind of mistakes and of course we know better than god does for our situation so of course what did they do here they began to basically accuse god yes in verse 38 of mark and he himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing that's verse 38 don't nice. care yeah how many times haven't we read and doesn't god just reassure us in our prayers in our silent time in our quiet time with him in thousands of places in the scripture all his promises how much love he has for us and, and so how much he loves us so completely yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, but the no, other, but God, don't you, care? don't you care? You don't care. You don't care. We're perishing. Children of Israel care. did it. I mean, God delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh. They get to the Red Sea. It parts. They go across. The waters come back over the enemy. And then when they get a little bit hungry, they murmur. Say, well, you know, why? It just blows my mind. We We should have stayed back in Egypt. Yeah. Really wanted. We should have stayed in slavery. Yeah, that was so awesome. That you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the daily beatings and yes. all that—they were fantastic. But we had a chicken in every pot. I oh, wrote literally. a devotional about that one time, and I called it "For the Love of a Cucumber," because that's what they said. You know, in Israel, we had the cucumbers and the leeks and the garlic, and ah. we should have stayed there. Oh, yeah. man! If you can find it, Good we saying. can put it in the show notes. Be awesome. We definitely got to put it in the show notes if you can find it. I I don't know that hard copy braille and that may have gone 
in another storm. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, you never know. Yeah. Hey, let me it. ask you guys before I shamedly admit my storm, because I'm telling you all this and I'm laughing and he 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 and all of that. But let me tell you, last week I found myself going through all of these. God, don't you see the confusion? Don't you see my frustration? Don't you see me, 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 my, my, my? And then it gets to the point where you're like, well, God, don't you care? You know? <laughs> right. Why aren't you dancing to my tune, God? Why aren't you answering? Why not? So I'm kind of laughing here, but I'm the first person that has done this. I'm the first person that is guilty of this in my life and not too far in the past to the point where my wife, God bless her, talked me down. You know, we had a very heated debate. We don't argue in my house ever. Christians don't argue people. Never. We never oh. argue. We we just have heated conversations or we are zealous, passionate about moments our of position. intense fellowship. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Yeah. Moments of intense fellowship yes. that include the laying on of hands. No. Whoa, kidding. yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, no. No laying on of hands. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure she felt like it. But let me tell you, she was just so kind in getting the points across. And reassuring me that what I was seeing, what I was feeling, was nothing more than smoke. And the Lord encouraged me to write her a letter. And after you guys answer, I'm going to share a little bit about what that letter was about with everybody. Because I think the Lord really gave me an awesome parable that I want to share. But do tell, guys, have you, have either one of you gone through a storm in your lives, whether it be literal or figuratively speaking? Yes, I can be uh, kind and let ladies go first, and then I will share. Well, anybody who knows me at all is probably groaning right now because they're thinking, here we go again. It's the flood again. For those of you who don't know, in September of 2011, I lost nearly everything that I had in a flood. I had no flood insurance. I didn't live in a flood plain. There had been some major floods in the area, but never, you know, the house that I lived in had never been flooded. There had never been a problem. And the flood has kind of been the gift that keeps on giving, so to speak. And I'll give you an example. This morning, I was getting ready for work, and I was listening to a podcast of ours, the Sarah Talk podcast, uh, because we listen for glitches and such before they're released. And Ricky was talking briefly about a recording she had done of making brownies with her son. And that, you know, sometimes, for example, blind people will make recordings instead of the pictures that sighted people have. And it was right back to the day after the flood because sometimes when you can prepare for something you're okay but when it comes out of the blue like these storms sometimes that's when it catches you off guard and this one caught me off guard and I thought God this is so unfair I lost the recording that I made when I was in West Africa I lost the recordings of my grandparents whom I love dearly and they are both, you know, now deceased. And I thought, this is so unfair. If one of my family members were flooded, they would have had pictures to show. 
Oh, but I'm, woe is me. I'm the only one. <laughs> yes, I'm the only one who makes. Oh, it, it's this is cool though. I'm the only one who makes recordings, and so I didn't have any recordings of them anymore. And this has been one of the harder losses, harder than the possessions, because it's not replaceable. And, you know, sometimes God lets me stew in my own juices for a while, because I need that. But this time, an answer came to me very quickly, very comfortingly. And that answer was, are you really serious? What's the rest of your life in relation to eternity? Just hold on. And I was so encouraged by that. And it was really to the point where it wasn't like jumping up and down, grateful, but it was with a full heart. I could thank God that the recordings were gone because, again, it was a lesson I learned to put life into perspective and things into perspective. Just hold on. This is nothing in relation to eternity. I don't and it's know true. You're going to see them again. You had yeah. in mind. Yeah. yeah. No. You're. Hey. It's a storm. It was yours. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. whole idea is the thing about our storms is sometimes we're going to hear somebody else's storm. And I'm certainly not minimizing your storm, by the way, with what I'm about to say. Yeah. Sometimes we'll hear somebody's storm and it's like you were freaking out about that. Yeah, because we can't. You know, we can't relate. It's not. Right. It's not our particular thing. Exactly. It's not. It's not my thing. Exactly. So it's not my thing, but it's your thing. And being that it's your thing, it's very personal to you. And the enemy, of course, knows how to just enhance that and make that look 10 feet tall and everything else so minimal. You know, you can be walking in all kinds of victory in a particular area of your life and you goof it up just one time. Those of you that know me know I have a serious problem with my mouth. And those of you listening to me, pray for my mouth. I pray for my mouth frequently. And uh, just because, unfortunately, from time to time, I will get emotional with my mouth. And God has done an incredible amount of work in my mouth. But uh, unfortunately, I have a ways to go sometimes, especially when when I get a little frustrated, shall we say, uh, or intense fellowship. Yes, <laughs> I like yes. that. I'm going to use that. But you gain victory in an area, and then you'll lose it in one other place, and the enemy will just make that huge and the Holy Spirit will have to come back and say, hey, 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 you, hey, you, remember? Remember? You had victory in this area. You had victory over that. It's not how many times you fall that counts. It's how many times you get up again. And that's the thing is uh, that it's important for us to keep our eyes focused on the Lord and understand that, yeah, all these things are temporal. They go away. We can't take any of it with us. As my, my old friend Tommy used to say, how many dead men you ever see with a U-Haul truck tied to the oh, back man. of the hearse? That's right. How about yours, Jamie? What was your storm? This is most interesting. I uh, am always amazed at how the Holy Spirit works because, uh, Mike, you and I were talking before the podcast, so I have the benefit of knowing what you're going to share but you don't know what I'm going to share. And so this is interesting. I was going to do the safe thing and talk about a storm sometime in my distant past that I could sanitize and make it all nice and clean. But I thought I would do the honest thing and talk about something I'm actually dealing with now. Just kind of a time in my life. First of all, my, my wife and I are good. That's cool. You know, God's blessing us. There's some strife, some dysfunction in my family that I'm watching happen. 
There is a struggle. You have a dysfunctional I family? Do, man. I honestly, oh my goodness. Yes, I know. Isn't that amazing? I'm the only one. I, I right? have yet to meet a functional one, frankly. Yeah, I hear anyway. you. Go ahead. Sometimes they're more dysfunctional than others, right? Yeah. This is true. My church is going through a time of transition, a bit of a struggle, as churches will do from time to time. And it seems like I want to do something, to fix something, to change something, to make something happen. And I have nothing other than the obvious, which is prayer, and then to try to encourage people as best I can, that I can do to make these problems go away. And so with that, Mike, I give it to you to share what God laid on your heart. Well, I I went through, and, and obviously we, we abbreviate because we don't want to go into detail right. and, you know, right. Well, we've got to pray about this situation because, you know, it's you know, but anyway, for me, it's been a very challenging year or so. Those of you that read my blog and all that stuff, and now people are going to go run to the blog and say, Ooh, what is it? I've had a number of challenges throughout the last year, and they have, of course, culminated in the situations that are going now on in our industry, and they're good things. The, the thing is this, the very thing that I've been praying for that we've all been praying for at Serotech, which is the integration of blind people into mainstream society in so many different ways, including technologically, is really coming to pass. And what that means is that if we are to stay in this industry, and we are staying in this industry, but we've got to think outside the box. We cannot dig our heads in the sand you know, but at the same time, as we've got to think outside the box, as the leader, as the steward of the organization, I need to really step back and remember that I didn't start this thing. God did. And the day that it has served its purpose, it will go. And God will find something else for me to do because it will have served its purpose. And that's not to say that we're anywhere near being in danger of any of that. It's just... It is a huge responsibility, and I was telling you this before the podcast, you know, it's a huge responsibility for management in any company when it's time to make serious decisions about directions with, you know, uh, people's futures, with pay, with directions of products and services, all of this stuff. And, you know, I don't mind, really, and I actually, as I told you when I'm thinking about it, it's actually pretty prideful, but... The fact is, I don't mind saying, well, God, you know, I'll trust you, but I got to give them answers, Lord. So I I need you to lay it out for me. I need you to tell me, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, I got a wife to answer to. I got team members I've got to answer to. We've got customers. They wake up every day and they use our products. And, you know, it's not about me, Lord. I mean, I I trust you, but I got to tell everybody else because they they may not trust you as much as I do. And that is so prideful and so (laughs) arrogant. And don't we all you know, do it? We, we I guess we do, but yeah. it's really the way that that works. And I just had it last week. It was enough. It had been just days and days and days, and the devil was just gnawing at me and gnawing at me and gnawing at me. And of course, as we go through the process of the renewal of the mind that we are constantly on, that is part of our journey as we walk through the road of life with Jesus, we 
have less places to distract ourselves. We can't go drink anymore. We can't go party anymore. We can't go look at porn anymore. I'm not saying I do all this stuff, people. So, But I'm saying that we don't do any of that stuff. We can't do any of that stuff. God calls us to focus on Him. And that is so difficult when the storm is raging, you know, and the storm is just going. And in the midst of that, I cried out, I lashed out at the people I care about the most because that's what you do, you know. So I sat down and and my wife and I, we had our moments of intense fellowship. And after that, as I said, she was so kind and so gracious and everything got straightened out. And after that, I sat down, I wrote her a letter. And in that letter, I said, you know what, what's at the root of this whole thing is fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is fear. You know, here we were making fun of the disciples because, hey, they were fishermen, right? But yet, I look back and I look at what God has done. And again, thousands of people using our software. A developer that is an amazing young man that is just so anointed to do what he does and such a blessing to us and that does so much supernaturally, I think. Yeah. You know, <laughs> God's fingerprints are all over the work that we call Serotech and the work that we call Serotalk. But still, I can relate to the disciples, you know, all day, that day. You know, if you read earlier in those chapters, that day he'd been healing people, he'd been casting out spirits. I mean, Jesus was in full effect, y'all. I mean, he was just doing everything, you know, he was all on that day. Yet that night, don't you care, God? You care. Don't you care? You know, so I sat down and I wrote my wife the letter and I said, you know, it's fear. And we both grew up in South Florida and in Miami we have beaches. And you learn to swim real early when you live near the beach. And one of the things you learn about is rip currents. You know, they're currents that you'll be out and they'll just take you away offshore and they'll, you know, or they'll feel like they're going to take you away offshore. Basically, you'll be swimming, minding your own business. You'll get caught up in this undertow that'll drag you. And what'll happen is that you will feel that you're going to drown because as you're going through this, there may be waves going on, you know, over the ocean and they may hitch in the head a little bit or whatever, but, and you know, you may be pulled under and over and under and over. And what you're supposed to do is relax and you're, everything in your body is saying, fight, fight, swim against this thing. Swim. It, that's the worst thing you could do. If you do that, there have been people that have died 10 feet away from shore. Yeah. Because they continue to fight the current. The the shore is in sight and they die because they cannot sit still and allow the ocean to do what God's been doing since he created it in Genesis. And that's what really struck me personally was, you're right, it is fear. How is this all going to turn out? What if this all doesn't, well, I'm thinking in my life now, not, not Serotech. What if this doesn't turn out well? What can I do? What should I do? I'm fighting. I'm struggling. I'm pulling against. And yeah, it feels like you're being sucked under. Well, you are in, in some respects, but can trust in God. I'm looking here at verse 27 in this Matthew scripture. I don't want to get too ahead of us, but, and the men marveled saying, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? They were awed by 
Jesus' ability to calm that storm. You know, that it's funny you bring that up, too, because we've been driving down the highway, and I'll get back to my story in a second sure. about the letter, but we've been driving down the highway with the kids, and my wife, it got to be a joke. It just got to be a fun joke after a while, where in Florida, you'll get torrential downpours, like in the middle of the highway. I mean, just torrential. You know, you can't see. You got to pull off to the side of the road, or you can't see more than a couple feet in front of you. It got to the point where, you know, Jesus said, what I do, you'll do, and more, for I go to the Father. Well, one day we're in the middle of a storm like that, and my wife was like, honey, pray, honey, pray. I said, okay. And for whatever reason that day, the the Holy Spirit just prompted me to say, you know, as you stopped the winds and the rain in the ocean, I command the name of Jesus for this wind and this rain to stop right now. Dude, it stopped. It was like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. You know, you, you do it and you're, oh, I was expecting that to happen. Uh, no, you weren't. No. <laughs> no, you weren't. No. You know, but thank God with the grain of mustard seed that you have of faith, you know, this little bitty, okay, we'll all try it if nobody's looking. And it has actually become a habit when it starts to rain really heavily. Even my kids will start to pray. We're going to do like daddy did. And they start to pray, and God has been so good. It stops. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing ever. But Jesus said, you'll do what I do and more. So why are we freaking out? Why are we striving? You know, we're connected. Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. And the fruit of that is the church or what we do as the church. You know, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. In John 15, 5, he said that basically without him, we can do nothing. Yeah. You know, looking back in in Mark 4, verse 39, and being aroused, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. The wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you so timid? That comes right back to what you just said, Mike. As, as I was looking at the scripture, you were telling that part of the story. How is it that you have no faith? <laughs> he was getting on to those, those boys. He'd been teaching them. They'd been following him. They'd been doing the works. You know, he sent them out two by two to cast out devils and raise the dead and heal people. And they find themselves in this storm. Comes back to what you said at the beginning, even though, you know, Lisa and I challenged you a little because when we're in the storm, it is a big storm. It is important to us. But yet Jesus is saying, hey, guys, have I not shown you that I will bring you through? No? Well, many, you know, and, and yeah. the thing is, let's break it down for real. Yeah. Fear is the opposite of faith. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, it takes just as much effort to fear as it does to believe. It's all about belief. It's negative belief. And what you're saying is faith is trusting God or believing that what God says is true and he's watching over his word to perform it. Fear is saying God's a liar and he can't do what he says he's going to do. I mean, let's break it down. That's what it means. So which side do you sit on? I know, unfortunately, I've sat on the fear side way too many more times than I care to admit, and he's so gracious that he continues to love on me and accept me where I'm at, but he doesn't want me to stay there. And that's why we need to continue to build our faith and to ask God, give me more faith. And by the way, when you start praying for more faith, you're going to get more challenges. It's like praying for patience. Don't pray for patience. (laughs) 
pray for wisdom yeah. because when you pray for patience, boy, you're going to get some situations that are going to just try you, man. And, um, you know, something I've sort of been led to understand in the past week or two, some of the things I'm going through is that ultimately, I mean, yeah, I need to pray for my fellow brothers and sisters. I need to pray for my family, but ultimately I'm the one that has to answer to God and he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my wife. I can't control everyone around me and I can't make them believe. I can't make them follow God. So when it comes right down to it, I'm the one that I'm the most responsible for. Absolutely. And what you're, what we're really responsible for, because we're powerless ultimately over just about everything. So what we're responsible for is just kind of keeping our side of the street clean. And that's what I, told my wife in the letter i said i felt like i was sitting in the middle of the ocean in a rip current you know and the shore was right there and i couldn't get there and i was struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling and god finally said rest rest and allow me to do what i'm going to do i brought you here i'm going to carry you through and that was just so reassuring man i mean it was amazing this reminds me of a song, and I love these lyrics. It says, All who sail the sea of faith find out before too long how quickly blue skies can grow dark and gentle winds grow strong. Suddenly fear is like white water pounding on the soul. Still we sail on knowing that our Lord is in control. Sometimes he calms the storm with a whispered peace be still. He can settle any sea, but it doesn't mean he will. Sometimes he holds us close and lets the wind and waves go wild. Sometimes he calms the storm, and other times he calms his child. He has a reason for each trial that we pass through in life, and though we are shaken, we cannot be pulled apart from Christ. No matter how the driving rain beats down on those who hold to faith, a heart of trust will always be a quiet, peaceful place. And that's a song called Sometimes He Calms the Storm. Isn't that the truth? Um, And, you know, ever since then, it's been a lot more peaceful here. I really got a revelation that God is in control. And some people will be like, yeah, duh, yeah, he is. (laughs) You need that reassurance. Yes, you do. You really do. And when you need it, you know, we so many times say, I'm too old for that. And at one point, I remember I went to my wife and I said, I just want a hug because sometimes we try and and give each other. And my wife is a prayer warrior, guys. She is one of these people that's got a scripture up her sleeve for each and everything. And if she don't know a scripture, boy, she'll lay down some tongues, dude, that any demon in the place will go running. Yeah. That day was just like, you know what? I just need a hug. I know all the scripture, I know all this stuff intellectually, but just right now I need a hug. And boy, she gave me a nice hug and I could just feel the Lord's love coming off that woman and just saying, you know what, be at peace. Be at peace. And it really, really blessed me. Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, You know, I, I think sometimes when people are, well, I know, when people are grieving or struggling, you get those people who just want to, well, you just need to trust God. He'll bring you through it. Well... Yeah, we know that. Like you said, we know it intellectually, but sometimes we don't need preached at. Sometimes we just need that hug. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and of course she meant it well because I'm a guy and yeah. you know guys we're always trying to fix stuff and it's funny because normally 
it's she who needs the hug mm-hmm. you know and of course i give her the hug and and then i'm there and you know but it says here and it says there and it's like shut up dude just give her the hug <laughs> but in this particular case she was just so awesome she really was I, i'm just bragging on her today because she was such a blessing to me in the midst of just emotional moment and the lord just really used her powerfully and and i would encourage those of you that are married to do seek for comfort you know obviously not not only in the lord but in your partner in your wife that's what you're there for is you're there to bear one another's burdens through better or for worse to carry each other's loads and sometimes and it's not always 50 50 but that's i guess a subject for a whole different podcast You know, we were talking, Jamie, before the podcast started, and I really feel led to mention it here. We really do like to hear from you guys. Do email us at info at blindjesusfreak.com. We're really trying to be spirit-led when it comes to what we're doing here in the podcast. And it started when I first got the idea. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do a teaching, and then Jamie and I are going to, you know, we're going to do a little talk about it with Lisa, and then we'll, that's it, and And it has turned out to be such an amazing, really unique kind of program that I have never really heard a program like this on radio or even on podcasts. And to God be the glory, I don't really understand what this is all about, where this is going. I'm just being obedient to what the Lord is telling me to do. And in this particular case, as I started praying for what I'm going to talk about you know, and what we're going to teach on and, and whatnot this week, the Lord said, tell them about the situation with the storm and with the waves and tell them the analogy. You know, so we would invite you to share your stories with us. The word is so important and the word of our testimony is equally important for others to hear because the word of your testimony, the word of my testimony lifts that scripture off the page and makes it real. You know, because you say, oh, yeah, I know that person. Oh, yeah, I knew them before that. Oh, I used to talk to them when, you know, or I saw them when they were drinking and cursing and all this other stuff. And now they're they're talking different. You know, now they're they're acting different. Wow, that stuff that they're reading, that Bible must be real. I wonder if that'll work for me. So don't ever hesitate to share with somebody where you've been. You know, and remember that Jesus cleans his fish after he catches them. You know, there's no need for you to get cleaned up to come to Christ. It's a come-as-you-are party. And everyone is invited. Everybody has been predestined or predetermined to be there. Your ticket has been purchased. So come on in. The water is warm. And Jesus is waiting. So go back and reread those passages, You know, especially the one in, in Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 24 through 27, and, and also the passages in uh, Luke. And study those and kind of... Uh, on your own, read and and meditate. You know, if you look at the word, you read the word, and then you take time to think about it, to meditate on it, as the Bible says. And hey, God will speak to you. You know, sometimes we say God showed me this or God showed Mike that. And you're like, well, I don't know if God ever showed me anything. He speaks to us all differently. It's not like a big booming voice from heaven. Most of the time, I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord. I've heard of people who scare the heck out of me, man. Oh, man, no doubt. That would terrify me. Usually with me, it's just a very gentle thing. It's a very, it's kind of a knowing. Sometimes it'll come in a complete sentence and sometimes it's just an impression. I just know something. Something clears up. In your knower. Yeah, in my knower. 
And, and God will do that for all of us, I believe. Well, thank you, Jamie, for sharing and for being so transparent. Uh, I'm sure that uh, everyone appreciates it. I know I certainly do. Embarrassment enjoys company. <laughs> so so thank you so much Lisa thank you for sharing as well and uh, both of you thank you so much for assisting with the podcast it really uh, wouldn't be the same without you and until next week remember to visit us on the web www.blindjesusfreak.com do send us an email at info at blindjesusfreak.com or follow us on twitter at Blind Jesus Freak. Don't worry, the announcer's going to repeat it all in just a moment. But remember, until next week, everybody's a freak about something, so why don't you become a freak about Jesus? Thank you for checking out the Blind Jesus Freak podcast with your host, Mike Calvo, a podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment and you made it this far, we see you stuck around. If you learned something, we invite you to add us to your favorite podcasting software and make us a part of your regular biblical studies. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's word. Yes, the pun is totally intended. So stop being politically correct and let's just relate to one another as God's kids. For more information about this ministry, visit us on the web at www.blindjesusfreak.com and learn how easy it is for you to connect with us and a bunch of other Jesus freaks on your favorite social networks. Remember, everybody's a freak about something. Join us and be a freak about Jesus. After all, he's crazy about you.